Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucklings? What the fuckologists? What the fucknitions? How about, uh, what the fuckios? That's pretty good. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you're here. Today on the show, in a little while, we got Donnell Rawlings, Ashy Larry from the uh, Dave Chappelle show. What I have not talked to you guys since uh, I got back from Bonnaroo. Yeah, because it was a live one on Monday. So now I'm back. I'm back from Bonnaroo. I had a great time down there. And quite honestly, I don't enter the festival experience uh, with much optimism or excitement. Uh, in my mind, performing at a festival is not the uh, the uh, the best place to do comedy. It's uh, the one there, though. They set it up as best as you can set it up for comedy. It's basically a huge tent, seated almost 2,000 people, like a circus tent, uh, all seated. It was good. Did some shows in the middle of the day. Again, not my favorite thing, but they were they were well attended, and the audience was very pleasant. Good times all around at Bonnaroo. But I've got to be honest with you. I have to be honest with you. What I was really excited about to be that close to Nashville were two things. Some of you have kept up with the show or know the show, know that I uh, I had an experience of Prince's Chicken, Prince's Hot Chicken in Nashville. And also, I was going to interview uh, Jack White. Yeah, that's right. The Jack White. The only man purveying real rock and roll at this point in history. That's a bit of an overstatement. But I was pretty excited about that. I was nervous about that. But the bottom line is, I had a miserable time at Princess Hot Chicken the last time I went there. I went with Ryan and a few other comics. I was told not to get the hot because they told me that you can't handle the hot. They have extra hot there too, which I was told that they they wouldn't even sell to white people. There's no reason for me to go back there again. The last time I ate there, I almost ended up in the hospital. In my mind, I almost died. I ate it. I I took one bite and I couldn't feel my face. My it it, it hurt my face. My eyes were watering. Uh, my body tried to reject it by hiccuping, and I was no longer able to hear properly. And I couldn't see. I couldn't follow conversations. The chicken was so hot that I was sweating, and I had no sense of what was going on around me. Now, if you listen to the way I describe that. That sounds like a miserable experience or it sounds like an amazing experience because I just talked about having my senses completely distorted. What else does that? Drugs. Who likes drugs? Moi. Who doesn't do drugs anymore? Me. So I couldn't quite figure out why I was so compelled to go back to Prince's, but I needed to. I needed to conquer that beast. I needed to. All right. This is the thing about drug addicts. All right, I have not done drugs in a long time, but if you give me something, like not too long ago, I was on snus, which is that Swedish chewing tobacco. And the first time I did snus, this is the difference between an addict and a person, a regular person. First time I did snus, ordered it from Sweden, was really strong, stuck it in my mouth, started sweating, and then felt like I was going to vomit. Now, that would be a time, that would be a moment where the normal human being would say, this is fucking disgusting. Why did I even put that in my mouth? But what an addict says is, I can get the hang of this. I just got to ride this out. Yeah, you know, I just got to ride this out. And on the other side of this nauseousness and sweaty horror is the good thing. That's how an addict thinks. Just, I'm just going to ride. I'll get the hang of this. I just got to commit. Got to lay into it. Lean into this. 
So I needed to go back to Prince's to, to conquer. But what I didn't realize is I needed to go back because I'm a fucking addict. I, was, I had a plan. I was going to get the medium or the mild and just enjoy it and not you know, have a life-threatening experience. So Friday night, I'm looking for people to go with me. No one wants to go with me. I'm furious. Nobody. Couldn't get Pete Holmes to go with me. Couldn't get uh, Joe DeRosa to go with me. Uh, Ricky Lindholm said she, she, she'd she want to go, but then I I, didn't, I was nervous about that. I didn't really want Pete Holmes to go either because I, I, I just didn't want to have to babysit anybody during this. You know, this was this was a man's trip. Men needed to go to hurt themselves in the mouth, okay? To eat the spicy chicken. Then Saturday night, again, no one around to go with me. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to do this. I had to go to interview Jack White on Sunday. And I didn't think I was going to have time on Sunday. It turns out they're not even open on Sunday. So I get back to the hotel after Bonnaroo. And I'm like, I guess no one's going. Fuck it. Glenn Wool, I was going to take him, but he was already too loopy. And... I'm about to turn it in. About to, I'm, I'm, I was either going to go myself or go to bed, and I was leaning towards going to bed, and in through the door walks Kyle Kinane. Who else in the world? That was the bet. I mean, who? Kyle Kinane was the perfect guy. And I'm like, Kinane, I'm going to eat this chicken that almost killed me last time. It's Prince's hot chicken. It's the hottest shit you ever put in your mouth. And he was basically said, that sounds good to me. I'd like to try that. Because I like hot food. I'm like, fuck yeah, you do. Let's go. So me and Kinane get in the car, 1230 at night. It's open till four. You know, he's saying, is this really hot? I'm like, it's fucking hot, dude. You got to get the medium. Don't even get the hot. Got the hot last time. Almost ended up in the hospital in my mind. I didn't almost die, but I was in a lot of pain later in the evening and on into the next day. He's like, well, what's the point of going if we're not going to get the hot? I'm like, just trust me, man. Just start with the medium. I'm probably going to get the mild. Because I went through this once before and I just want to taste it. He's like, I don't know, man. So we get there. You walk in. It's just us. Uh, you know, it's, there's like six booths. There's a window at the back. It's I don't know if it's in a black neighborhood, but it's in a strip mall. And that strip mall is definitely a black neighborhood. So you walk in. There's some people hanging out. There's a payphone that's still in use. There seems to be people actually waiting for calls from the payphone. A lot of activity, but it's early. So it's not a lot of drunk you know, after bar uh, white people, it's just uh, me and Kyle and uh, some black folks waiting to get chicken. Great. I order my mild, a mild uh, quarter. I get uh, I get Kyle a medium quarter. And he goes, what'd you get me? I, I said, medium. I'm like, really? You got me medium? I'm like, dude, just relax. Get the medium and I'll buy you another piece of hot if you want it. So here's where it gets interesting because so we get our chicken. I get my mild piece. He's got his medium piece. And the, you know these pieces are, are situated on bread. They're just sitting there on bread with this hot sauce on it. But my mild, I'm eating it with peeling off piece with my finger. I'm not getting any fucking bump off it. I'm not. It's no spice to it. I'm kind of aggravated. The chicken's great. It's great fried chicken, but just a little teeny bit of spice. And then I'm watching Kyle eat his piece of medium, and he's already like hoofing. He's like. He's making these sounds that, like, you know, the that somebody eating something really hot uh, would make, and I'm like, "Is it doing it?" He's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's hot." But Kyle's got this whole theory about hot eating hot foods that it's cleansing. It's uh, he, he he's got a part of his health practice is eating you know hot Vietnamese soup and jalapenos and whatnot. But he's huffing and puffing, and his face is a little red. But he's going at it and he's eating it. And I actually had a moment where I'm like, "I'm not getting that." Uh, you know, can I just get a can I get a little piece of your bread with the hot sauce on it just to remind myself? So in other words, I was saying, can I just get a little bump? Can I get a taste of that? I just want I just want a little hit of uh, of the hot stuff 
so I can remember. And I put that little piece of bread in my mouth, just a little taste with the medium sauce on. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. That's it. That's it. So he ate his, and it was clearly hot. And we watched a couple other, you know, white dudes who came in after us. They got the hot. We heard them order it, and they were, in, you know, in the, you know, at a booth across from us. And their their night was ruined. They were sweating. They were crying a little bit, and they were afraid to touch their face with their hands. Know the feeling. But me and me and Kyle were sitting there. I'm like, are we doing? What are we gonna do? And I said, do you need a hot piece? And he's like, I don't know you. And I'm like, yeah, I think, uh, I think I do. I think I, I think I do need a hot piece. So I went there to conquer it and I had to, yeah, I had to get the hot. But what we figured out is that if you don't actually take the chicken up to your face and you pick it off with your hands, that you can actually enjoy the heat. It's when you bring the, the, the actual sauce in contact with your face is where it burns your lips and makes you cry and causes a loss of hearing and uh, sweating. So what we did was and this is a life, it's, it's, these are mind-altering substances, this hot sauce. This is why people like hot shit, is because it's mind-altering, it's body-altering, it's perception-changing, it's a fucking drug. And once we figured out that if we just eat with our fingers, we can get the most out of it without it being a shitty experience, you got to learn your ritual around your drug. And Kyle and I figured it out, and we ate a piece of hot, and I kicked that, I kicked that prince's chicken's ass. And Kyle and I drove home and we checked in with each other the next day to see how things were going. But that was the problem. I had to go over to uh, Third Man Records, interview Jack White. And uh, I knew that that chicken was going to be, you know, wanting to get out of me. That the spices would be attacking me from the inside. So I got to go to Third Man. You know, I get there a little early, you know, to you know meet up with Jack White in his uh, recording. He's got a record plant down there, studios and a store and and a performance space, the whole bit. So I get there early, and I'm in the car, and I'm like preparing, get my mics together, and then I felt it in my guts, Ugh, that twist of horrible pepper-driven pain that seeks, that wants out of you, that doesn't leave you with any choices. That day after you eat hot stuff, that day's going to be touch and go for you. I didn't plan right. My plan was Friday, not Saturday, but I had to get it in, so now i got to sit there and interview Jack White you know, not knowing whether I'm going to have to go, you know, shit fire out of my ass. I don't mean to be that graphic. I certainly don't talk like this on a general, you know, in a, in a regular way, but, but that's where I was at. So I walk in there and he wasn't there yet. And there was some of his uh, people that work for him. I'm like, I got to use a bathroom, man. And I had that look on my face and I'm like, okay, you go ahead. And then I went in and when you're in that situation, you don't know how long you got to sit there. You know, that could take a while. You got to wait that out. There's an arc to it. You know, you might not even, it, not much would happen, but you want to be in the place you need to be for if it does happen. So I was in there like five or six minutes and I came out, I was a little embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, I went to, went to Prince's Chicken. And they're like, oh yeah, well, okay, good luck with that. So then Jack comes and I go into his office and we start the interview and he didn't know this, but I know it, you know, all through that interview, I did the best I could. I was nervous already, but now I was also worried that I would be attacked from the inside by the night before his prince's hot chicken. But I wasn't. I made it through. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that episode on Monday. I had the deep blues. I had the deep in my soul blues. I had the deep in my guts. I just ate way too spicy food blues as I talked to Jack White. And I couldn't sing about it. I couldn't talk about it. I just had to sit with it and hope it didn't fuck things up.
You can put those cans on. I don't. I need um. Those aren't good enough for you. What I do need you need? Beats, beats by you Dre. You do, do Dre beats? Yeah. <laughs> I feel. You know what I'm gonna tell I you feel right like now? You gave me this fucking shitty headphones. I'll tell you right now that I guarantee you, whatever's inside of Dr. Dre's beat phones is exactly the same shit you have on your head right now for eighty nine dollars. Five pairs of these. I don't think so. I've 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 um I've listened to my voice and listened to shows with beats, and I can I can feel my ears are sensitive. I can tell this is not the same quality. Is Dr. Dre's beats, wait, and, wait. And, and and another reason What's why he paying you. I mean, um, I'm serious. He's not I mean, paying. He's not paying me anything. But these headphones don't make me feel super black. Yeah, well, they don't look super black. And yeah. I, and I, I'm I'm I need to feel. I understand Super black. Well, I'm sorry. I, it, maybe it's just a plan I had in my head. These headphones are the great leveler. There, there's no color line in these headphones. You see, me and you are equals. No, we're head- not. We're, we, and that's the point. I, don't, I need shit to be better than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole, pe- the whole thing with black people and uh, getting stuff excessive. <laughs> we need stuff to help us feel better than you. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason for a person to have 28-inch rims on their car, Mark, ever. No, absolutely. But you can feel better than somebody else. I and, and I will defer to that greatness. When I see those rims driving by, or if you're walking by with your Dr. Dre's on, I'll be right. like, that fucker is better than me. There's no way yeah. around it. I mean, he probably didn't go to college or anything like that, but, <laughs> but on a social set, he kicks my ass. <laughs> he beats the shit out of me and swag you know so wait now did i just hear you telling my uh my uh, mexican yeah my mexican assistant that you yeah. you speak korean i speak korean and um it's not i'm not fluent but it's conversation level where did that come from i was in the air force i was in i was in, i had to change my voice to this part i was in the united states air force how long were you in the air force i was there for three years and eight months did you fly i didn't fly i mean that's the that's the misconception people have about the air force <laughs> like stupid people you know first thing they say you're the air force did hey, you fly planes well i i, I took a shot down yeah I, I thought that maybe maybe there was an outside chance that you fucking flew a plane mark you know my background right I know. I and a little that possible. you a little or a lot that you know about I, me I, you would never in a lineup say five people like Donnell looks like he looks like a guy flew fl- 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 <laughs> never you might say he looked like a guy who smokes some weed you know what I'm saying did a little drugs but never pilot on a plane yeah on a plane he might have been <laughs> high as a plane but he, he never flew a plane but I was in the Air Force and I was stationed in uh, Kusan, Korea and I learned some Korean there. Not, not fluent, but enough. To get you laid? Get me laid. <laughs> For real, you got to learn how to, not to get shitted on when it comes to, um, you know, the, the yeah. extra, extra things that you do. And how to order food. So that's the first thing. Like we did, it was like a ghetto Rosetta Stone back then. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, oh my yo, poji. That's like how much for the pussy. Pussy, yeah. Because yeah. you couldn't say how much for the pussy. Then that's almost like you breaking up like a sting operation. You gotta have. So they'd be nervous if you. Yeah, said yeah. Like that. If you say how much for the you pussy? Didn't, oh, didn't, no pussy here. You didn't ask politely. No, you no, didn't no. Ask correctly. No, you got like Ajima. Oh, Ajima. Poji, Odi, he say, oh. Then they'd be like, oh, Poji, he say, oh. And the, do you know how to say that's too much for that pussy? Taksan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you said, no, you got to say it with frustration. Hi, Poji, Taksan. Hey. You got to like somebody shitted close to you. You're like, hi, Poji, and hey. That's the thing, man. What, what'd you just say? And hey, pussy, no. <laughs> that's bad pussy? Yeah, yeah, bad pussy. Apo. Is hurting the pussy. Hey, right. Goop, if you hear this and you, you and when you, this is what you go for uh-huh. when you're dealing with Asian hookers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You want to hear Poji Apo. 
which is Aigu, Poji Apo. That hurts. That means my pussy hurts. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want to hear. You, oh man. yeah. <laughs> Especially being a black guy. You know, you gotta hear that. You wanna hear that with anybody. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Aigu, Poji Apo. If you don't hear a, if you don't hear a Apo, you like, man, let me get out of here. Why that why'd you uh how'd you end up in the Air Force? How'd you fuck up your life to uh to, to I, that degree? Um you got that's a very, very valid point. And most people that are in the military because they fucked up their life some kind of way. But um, when I was in high school, I wasn't really uh, academically. I wasn't really a sharp guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was more into like mechanical shit. You know, what I mean, like building maintenance that type of stuff. So I knew I wasn't going to college. And one day, they said uh, they had an announcement over last speaker. It was like, if anybody wants to get out of third, fourth, and fifth period, come take the ASVAB test. Yeah, ASVAB test is like the um, SAT for military. So I took the test just because I wanted to get out of three classes. Sure. And um, my scores came back, and they were okay. And I was like, wait a minute, might think about going to military. I didn't want to just not do anything after high school. It wasn't going to be college, so I joined the Air Force. You were in, a, what, 10th grade, 11th grade? When I took the test? Yeah. 12th. I waited oh, like, to the done? last minute. See, <laughs> <laughs> white people playing for their future like in the 7th grade. I didn't so, Don- so, Donnell, when did you decide you wanted to do something with your life? It was graduation. <laughs> That's what, But it's unfortunate, but it's the, the truth. The day Mark. after graduation, I thought. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was like, what am I going to do in my life? <laughs> but it's true. That's the thing. It's sad, but in like a lot of times in black communities, yeah, they, they don't prepare their kids for college. Is like that the, true? It's you, true. You absolutely. Can, you can make a general statement. I can make that's a true statement. You know, I don't care if anybody thinks I'm selling out of what, but it's true. You know, um, a lot of black families, they, they their accomplishment is out of high school. Well, what, what you have so many black fam, um, like parents, like baby, just make it. If you just he got out of high school, that means you didn't get shot and you didn't go to jail. So that's like <laughs> you get a party. Yeah, you get a party for graduating <laughs> from high school. White people like it's none of that shit. It's like high school is like duh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what college are you thinking yeah, about? But black but, people, it's like you survived. Yeah, you like oh my god, he made it to the tenth grade. <laughs> He is so old. <laughs> he is so old. He gonna make it, you know. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? I grew up between um, D.C. and Alexandria, Virginia. What do you mean in between the two? I mean, I, uh, I was I lived in. I was born in Washington D.C. I moved to Alexandria when I was twelve years old. So, like, you know, younger years it was a uh, D.C. Okay. Then I moved to Alexandria because I remember there was a gig in Alexandria for for Chip Franklin. Chip Where? Franklin. It was at that. Uh, it was like a Holiday Inn or something in Alexandria. Right. He used to, yeah. I'm, it was. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad gig. It was one of those clubs where the thing that makes it a club is like the banner. In yeah. The back is like we yeah, moved yeah. where? Yeah, yeah. To the other ballroom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To where the banner is in front of the door. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see and right show, down there. That's yeah. a new. That's they, a new place. And they show all the pictures of like guys when they first started. You see comedians oh, with yeah. hairlines and sure, sure, all well, that shit. A lot of pictures of Jeff Martyr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you started in the Baltimore area. Did you start with Chappelle and Tony Woods and those guys? No, I would. When I when I started, Dave had already. He probably was in New York, maybe like a year or two before he was, I started. Well, he's like sixteen, then year old, and then yeah, how old Tom, are you? Um, that's because I'm exploring an acting career. Sure, it's one of those things that it's going to have to take a thorough investigation to get About the hard how, number. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, but I'll, around my age. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Yeah, let them Google through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around, around no, you your might, age. You might want to take that back. I'm 48. Um, I'll, you know, I'm a little a, younger. You play a little younger, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I fucking cut you, that hair off. You, 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 you'll play uh, 30 to 45 yeah. if you, you want. You don't look 48 at all. Thank you very much. No, it really. Neither do you. Quite honestly, <laughs> I'm not. Oh, that's set up. You set me up, son. 
I got bamboozled or whatever that <laughs> word you used when white people trick you into it shit. Was it? <laughs> bamboozled. Bamboozled. Yeah, yeah. I, I like bamboozled better. Bamboozled. Let's start it, man. But so you grew up in in uh, D.C. Alexandria, right? But I mean, what kind of neighborhood? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, because I get into trouble sometimes when I make things about black people when I'm talking to black people. Yeah, is that a problem? Well, it's a problem because a lot of people can't deal with the truth. Okay. And when you tell people the truth, a lot of times they get offended by it. Well, I was told recently that uh, that uh, I don't get black people. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I right. had Jay Okerson on here. And he and said he, you don't get black people? No, he was no, he didn't say that. If, uh, someone wrote me and said I didn't get black people because I let Jay talk about performing in black rooms. And they said, why are you drawing lines like there's segregation? Some black people said to me, like, why are you making us seem like it's we're, we're different? I'm like, well, there are black rooms. That, and they are different. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, I did a nigger night the other day, man. I did nigger night in Mar. I'm telling you, the only reason I did nigger night. Where? Um, where was I? It was it, it was in a, it was in Atlanta. Yeah. I did nigger night, and I don't I didn't want to. I gotta be totally honest. I didn't want to do nigger night because I started with nigger nights. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do it. And, and in fact, my career's coming. Do, you guys, I was like, uh, do I have to just let you keep saying that word? What's wrong with it? They. <laughs> Mark, you don't say nigger night. You're not gonna say it here, but I know there's been never, rooms. I know, no. Yo, well, thinking it and feeling it is the same as saying it. If I say black wrong, people are you gonna can't, you me. can't print it. You can't describe the rooms I'm talking about as black night. You know, you know, it's like I'll be. It's nigger night. You know what I'm Which saying? Which means what exactly? Well, a lot of times nigger night means that the show probably is gonna start an hour and a half late. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I'm serious. This is, I'm telling the truth, man. The show probably started an hour and a half late, right? Yeah. Um, you There's going to be, you're the headliner, right? Mm -hmm. But there's probably going to be like seven other comics that's just doing a quick guest spot, right. 25 minutes a piece. Oh, no, come on. You know what I'm saying? They're supposed to do 10? Yeah, they're supposed to, they don't even know you're supposed to be on the show. I'm just going to do a little something. <laughs> and not only, they don't work out. They go up there, they do their like, this is the future HBO special right. shit. Yeah. They really trying to murder you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you and it's and then and, and it's going to be a little bit more challenging, you know. what I'm saying they're not going to want to laugh; they're going to want you to make them laugh. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do you, is that? Do you find that that is that there's a more competitive element to uh, to the black comedy circuit? Competitive? Than, well, I mean, like sort of like I'm going to hand you your ass. I'm oh yeah, here to definitely. Fight because I oh, know yeah. that was a rap thing, and then it's definitely more. Oh yeah. And there's that that and, that, and I and I and I and I think that's one of the reasons why there are a lot of pretty solid comics that come out of DC. Yeah. Because like I think like the training process, it was all about ripping you. It was always about ripping so hard the person can't follow you. They wanted you know what that. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you wanted no, that. No respect for the show. No, no respect for the headliner. No, I want to rip. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He's going down. He's going down. And that, that's what, I, I really feel that's what made me a stronger comic. You know what I'm saying? Like wanting to, I never was that guy that wanted to have like the light guy. You know, like, hey guy, if you cannot uh, swear and don't don't get close to this because I hit that, I hit on that. And if you could, like, I, would, yeah. I don't need no prep. Fuck that. Bring your shit. And I'm gonna take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could, you could, oh, you could tell pussies, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you could, uh, you know, I, I have something similar. You mean the headliner? Yeah. Yeah. The guy that's got all of those joints. I have, uh, um, I have something similar to that. Uh, yeah, because that's so close to the thing that I do. You Are know, you I, talking about white headliners? Some of them. <laughs> they sensitive with that shit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. If you could, that, uh, you're doing an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know that bit that you take 30 seconds to do if you could just not do that. Sort of steps on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of. It steps on my setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah it steps on my Michael Jackson bit. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it steps on my Michael Jackson bed, and you know I'm the only one oh. in this, on the circuit okay. with a Michael Jackson bed. I can bed. tell you got some headliners out there hating you. I don't I give mean. a fuck who hates me, man. <laughs> I've never befriended anybody. Yeah. And that's the beauty of like starting yeah. to get a little success now. Yeah. Like when nobody likes you. Yeah. You know, if you don't really like anybody else, when you start getting success, it feels great. Yeah, yeah. You know? like, I don't know anybody anyway. Yeah, I don't got to yeah. say thank you to anybody. You were always nice to me. I, I don't ever feel like we had any tension. You always came in. Uh, you know, I like the yeah, way. Yeah, because I, you I know. I remember you smoked menthol cigarettes because I bummed a cigarette. I never, that was a long time ago. I know. I remember I bummed a cigarette off you. I gave you a new part? Yeah, it might have been. I think I, why would I remember that? Because oh, really? I'm black and you assume that every black person- You never person... smoked a menthol cigarette. I don't I mean, think, I never said- I haven't smoked in over 10 years, so we're going back over 10 years ago. Ten years New ago, York. I think it was. New I don't York. think you. I don't think I gave you a um a, a new point. What do I you think smoke? You, I think you stereotype. I mean, you. What, well, yeah, profiling I know. me. Yeah, black people. I smoke, smoke Marlboro Lights. I like white girls too. All and the I way back. White girls. Well, maybe that's what it is. You gave me a white girl. Is that possible? Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's definitely possible. <laughs> you gave me a white girl you weren't using. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I was done. like, yeah, you can take her. I, I, I got like two, three of them. Of a. Other ones in the She's room. menthol. I don't like menthol. Yeah, I don't like menthol chicks <laughs> either, man. <laughs> Fucking ass is too big, man. So w- w- when you grew up, though, what, what was your parents like? What was uh, what was parents? Your... No, no parents. No, I mean it's so funny. White people just assumed that there's parents. No, I, I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, I didn't want I, to I, suggest I, that maybe parents, one of them was gone. Parents, you should be like in the same household, right? If Sometimes, you're in a different household, no, okay. Is that a mom and a dad? Or right, where's where was your dad? He spent times away. <laughs> He spent time away. He spent time away. He was. He spent time away from home. Uh huh. You know, in yeah, places yeah. where you know wasn't too appropriate for me to visit. No, no, not even on weekdays. Weekdays, Weekend, yeah, but that was a long ass drive, man. And it's it's, it's a sad drive too. <laughs> what, what got him in there? Um, he was a heroin um dealer. Oh really? Yeah. So he grew up uh, in a in, in a sort of a work environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you know what's so funny? Like I don't, I'm not even embarrassed to say, embarrassed to say, like you know, I was, ha- I knew my dad what he did. Yeah. But where I was from, I was so happy that he was a kingpin. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you get more respect. He wasn't like the guy on the street. He didn't wear the hoodies with the. He was. He was the guy selling shit, so he could get shit. Yeah. He was the guy that yeah, people come over the house. Exactly. The guys oh, in the hoodie came to the house. Yeah, it came to, to the get house. Their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and not too many of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah, was yeah, like the yeah. distribution goes down. It was like <laughs> two of those guys came to the house, right? And they took it to their house, right? And six more guys and came they to stepped the house. on it and made then it they shit. Stepped, they made gave it. it to twenty other guys. Yeah, and the next thing you know, it's like a forty-person operation. <laughs> by the time it got to the guy who was sucking dick for money, it yeah. was garbage. Yeah, but when it your was dad aspirin. had it. Yeah, yeah he, had he had that the good pure shit. shit. You know what I'm saying? That's how we roll, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You do what you want to do when he left here. It was right there. Yeah, yeah. Don't blame me. Yeah, and I had nothing to do that. Talk to uh, there's several franchises in between me and the yeah. It's the same setups like it's Amway. Yeah, oh yeah. You yeah. know, like you know what? You ever thought about having your own business? Uh-huh. No, you'll start right here. Yeah, here's the you, triangle system, yeah. pyramid scheme. I never could get out of that first yeah circle. Yeah. <laughs> It tastes too much ass kissing, man. Oh no, you can't. That, that's a racket. I don't think anybody. Once you get the kit and give the the guy on t- uh, the guy who turned you onto it the money, it's over. Yeah. he knows it's over. Nobody ever sells and you, that shit. And then you get mad. You like, I need more kits. Yeah. Then you don't have the energy to push the kit, so you stuck with all these kits. Fight? You get those big ideas with Amway. It's like, oh, they got this cleaning product. I'm going to sell it to a gas station and get right. one client make six hundred bucks. And a I'm month. the first person to ever do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only that. I'm the first person to try to sell windshield wiper fluid to a gas station. And as soon as you walk up with your goddamn kit, they're like, is that Amway? Again. I'm not- 
You know, I got 12 boxes of that shit in the back now. You got to add water to it. Yeah. Hey, I don't have the mixing drum. Fuck I don't want to do any of that. So, okay, so he was out of the picture, but your mom, was she well, he around? was in and out. In and out. Yeah, he was in and out. <laughs> he had a good lawyer. It's so funny because when, when he first came out, got out of prison, I kind of just started my career, right? Yeah. It's a true story. So only thing I wanted him to do was to be proud of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you were gone for like 12 years. 12 like, years. So when did he go in the first time? I can't remember the years. I, I was probably like like 13 or 14. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like in the middle school, high school era. And um, he did the prison time, and he came to one of my shows, and this is what I was doing. I was out of the military. and I, You were in for three years? Yeah, three years. I was out of the military, and I was a stand-up comic. He came to one of my shows, I was like, and I'm like, Dad, first of all, it was good to see you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so how'd you like it? He was like, it was it was all right. Yeah. I'm like, it was all right. Because I told a joke about him selling drugs, right? Yeah. And then he said, he said, why are you telling them lies about me? I'm like, what lie? He said, I never sold shit two for 50, nigga. <laughs> he was mad that I made a joke about him like being on the block. He was pissed. He was like, I ain't never sold shit for two for 50. He said, you couldn't even talk to me unless you was getting a goddamn key. And that's how he uh, rounded up my set. That was the you moment. misrepresented yeah. in his business. And he loved and he loved Bernie Mac, R.I.P. That was his favorite comic. Did you know Bernie? Um, I worked with Bernie, but I didn't know him personally. He was something, huh? He was an awesome guy, man. Yeah. yeah. So Bernie Mac was his guy. So so did your dad warm up to your material eventually? Did you change? He started, but, but he, I was really pissed that he did, I wasn't his favorite comedian. What are you going to do? I was pissed. I wanted to be like, motherfucker, you shouldn't have been locked up, motherfucker. I wanted to, I wanted to heckle him. It felt like I was getting heckled. <laughs> you probably wouldn't even been doing this if he was around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might. And, but then I know he'd you, be like, yeah. You might have been flying planes if he I might have been dope. I might have been having people come over to the room and shit. <laughs> but I was like, you know, he, he, he fucking loved Bernie Mac. Yeah. And he just, and like, maybe it wasn't like a couple years ago. He was like, because I used to always talk to him about that. I'm like, dad, damn, you don't like my shit? He was like, son, let me tell you something. If I told you all the good things that you were doing, it don't, it's not, not going to make you a better person. Yeah. He said, anybody can tell you all the good shit you're doing. He said, but it's the fucked up shit that you're doing that's going to make you better, right? I'm like, what fucked up shit, man? <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's such a twisted logic. It's like, I'm not going to tell you anything good about yourself. Yeah, you <laughs> suck. Oh, now I work harder than <laughs> yeah. shit. But, and, like, and I thought, and, like he st- and then he started saying more of my shows, right? Yeah. And I, th- I thought when Bernie Mac passed away, I was like, okay, now I can Here's be. my chance. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. i like, now I could be my dad's number one comic, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember one time he told me, he said, he said, you know who my hero is now? And I'm waiting. I'm like, damn, it's going to be one of those moments, right? He said, you know who my hero is now? I'm like, who? who? He said, Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> I'm like, what? He said, that's a cool motherfucker right there, right? He was like, I'm like, what's so cool about Snoop? He said, the way he said, the way he called them bitches, bitches. This is what my dad said. He said, the way he called them bitches, bitches. And then he care about the kids. That's a cool motherfucker right there. So my dad respects somebody to call women's bitches. But cares about But to care about the kid. Because if you're going to call a woman a bitch, you got to be a part of a nonprofit or something. You know, you gotta be a part of something <laughs> positive. You know, he you, never said nothing good about. <clears throat> nah, he never. He never. But did he, did he watch you on the Chappelle show? Or? He just started. He was. Um, he just started watching it. You got him the DVDs. Yeah, what's really like he is gets he out or in now? He's out. Yeah. But th- what he get excited about now is uh, his friends that know me. 
Yeah. That's making him more of my fan now. Oh, oh right. You, you know, like, know my son? Yeah. Yeah. Ashley Larry? Yeah. And he'd and he, he be like, who the fuck is Ashley Larry, right? Yeah. And they'll be like, that's not your son. So that's kind of made yeah, him right. closer to it. I get that, too. My dad doesn't. He, he can't even listen to the podcast. He doesn't know what the hell is going on. But people come up to him and say that be, uh, that they love the show. And, he's right. like, yeah, and then it makes him feel good. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They so, want to be proud about something. Right, right. You know, so yeah. Like, and they figure if that guy knows him, then he somebody must be knows. doing something. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because my dad can't. Yeah. I was, he just came to New York. He saw me at Caroline's, right? And um, he he saw me perform in the D.C. area. So he saw, like, friends. He haven't seen, like, in another state, you know, in another venue. And he came to my show. And then at, at the end, he was at the bar. And he doesn't drink. And he was getting some water, right? Yeah. He pulled out $5 bill. The guy gave him the water. He's going to give him 5 bucks. And um, he said, um, are you with him? And he said, Donnell is my son. And the guy was like, oh, your money's no good here, right? So you could see the scheming in my dad's eyes, right? He wanted to order. Start drinking. Yeah, he was like, yo, a bottle of champagne. He's ready to go buy a car with that shit. You know Donnell Rollins is my son. I'm like, dad, it only worked for water and like chicken and shit like that. You can't use it anywhere. But he's really proud now. He's happy. Oh, that's good. What about your mom? My mom is awesome, man. My mom is probably one of the reasons I think that my sense of humor comes from her because like when we grew up we really have too much but we never felt like we didn't have anything right because she always would crack a joke she how always, many siblings you got um this is an interesting that's an interesting question for me yeah for a black guy yeah because the first thing you think is on your mother's side or your father's side <laughs> yeah yeah just we you, you know the difference right yeah uh-huh. you know like how many came with which one yeah yeah which one like <laughs> <laughs> Which group are you in? You know what I mean? It's almost like it's an offense or defense. It's like, are you with the uh, Northeastern Conference or are you with the Southeast Conference? I was with the Mother Conference. Uh-huh. I, of course I am, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> I have two younger siblings on my father's side. That he on my came, mom's side. That he came. That came yeah. out. Damn. That, that came out of your mother. I came out of my mom. And then I got like. Oh shit! <laughs> with your dad, with my dad, that shit, that list goes on. I was meeting different brothers and sisters every two years, man. <laughs> do yeah. they? Do they? Do do any of them track you down and go? You seem like you're doing all right. No, we all cool. Oh we're yeah, cool. yeah. But like, you know, they they starting to feel a little different now. Oh yeah, yeah. They starting to feel a little different mm-hmm. now. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's I'm still the same person. But my dad had a lot of kids, but we were all close. You know, what I'm saying I don't, I don't know how he swing. You know, how many them. different women? Oh man, it pro- it probably is like eight. How many kids are we talking about? My dad has like ten kids. Uh huh. <laughs> my mom, at least my mom knows them. <laughs> my mom can tell you that she knows these are her kids. My dad is kind of toss up, but uh, yeah, he had a lot of kids, and you know them all. Yeah, I know them all, but they and they're all cool. Yeah, one of one of my um one of my one of my brothers, he lives here, in California. Is he's older than me? He's gay. Yeah. How's that? It's it's awesome. Yeah. Nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, you get points if you have a gay relative. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really get on certain lists at clubs and everything. It's like, you got a gay brother? No. Is gay sister? Card? You get a card with you and your brother, yeah. your brother being gay, and you're just standing there. Yeah, like, I, I'm in. They're like, oh, yeah, you can come in. But he's my, and it's, he just recently really came out. Yeah. Because- to he, the family or in general or to like to the I think the, the family knew yeah but it wasn't he didn't like do you think is black it, people we gotta you gotta make an official announcement do, but are, are, is there more acceptance in the in the world now I mean uh, yeah definitely yeah with gay, gay, gay yeah. people yeah for sure I mean I mean 
uh, and I and I know my dad is like old school. Like he uses the word bitches, yeah. crackers. Yeah, he says that it's where you know where yeah. he came. And when my brother told me one day, I was at the Improv on Melrose, right? And he came up to me. He was like, "You know, I keep it real, like you, right?" That's that was that's the exact voice. You know, I keep it real, like you, right? I'm like, what? He said, "See that guy over there?" I was like, "Yeah, that's your brother-in-law." But I was in the middle of taking pictures and shit. It didn't register, Mark. So I think it's another brother. I'm like, my father just don't stop. I'm like, this shit. When is it gonna stop? I didn't think about it. Then I'm driving home. I'm like, oh shit. My brother just introduced me to his baby daddy or somebody, right? And I called my dad, right? Yeah. I'm like, dad. He was like, what, son? I was like, Charles just told me he was gay. And my father was like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And this is where I know the world has changed. My dad was like, yeah, man. He said, uh, he said, man, you know, I ain't with that shit. But the dude he dating is a good dude. <laughs> like he validated the relationship, Mark. He said it like he said it like tough. That's sweet though. Yeah, I know, like in yeah. a tough way. Yeah. You know, he said the dude he would he like he threw the towel in on yeah. it, right? He like the dude he's with, he's a good dude. He's a good nigga, man. That's exactly what he said. He said and I haven't heard my dad say somebody's a good nigga. It was reserved for like one of his strong arm guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or somebody yeah. he committed Watch a your crime back, with. Your yeah, life. like yeah, yeah. see that dude, he's got a gun. But I never thought you could use it with explaining the gay relationship your yeah. son has well, with that's another the way man. He talks, so you yeah. Know. And it was like and I was like and I was, I was that's like pretty sweet. That's when I knew the world, like like it's changing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like things like things are things yeah. are changing and well, but I mean, brother, his, but his generation too. I guess. I mean, I don't know exactly how the download works, but I mean, right. it's been going on for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's some people you can't, you know, no. Everybody's sort of like, well, we're not going to say anything, but right. it's pretty clear. Yeah, it was clear. <laughs> so, all right. So you go back to D.C. Your mom's still in D.C. Yep, Alexandria. And uh, but I met you in New York. So you lived in New York for a while. I remember. Yep. Who were you dating, Rachel? Right for what? a while. Where'd you get that? Really? Did I make that up? You had to make that up. You just, they was like, oh. You already he, said that. You already said that white women thing. Yeah, they do. They kind of You like the Jewish girls too? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. You date black say. women or no? Yeah, I do. Yeah, how's that? The ones that grew up with white chicks. <laughs> what, what do you got against black women from the neighborhood? I don't have nothing against, oh, a lot. Oh, from the neighborhood. I thought you said black women in general. No. Yeah, I got a problem with weave. I can't stand weave. <laughs> I can't accept it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying everybody. I just can't accept it. Okay. I just can't. Accept On principle. It. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> it's not like go. to me, it's like a it's a it's, it's um not secure with yourself. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? If you feel right. like you have to put 13 feet of hair to feel beautiful, and that's give you a person that give you gives you your personality. Yeah. I can't accept it, but I don't have a problem with black chicks. I love everybody. Okay. You oh, know? that's good. But white chicks, at one point in my life, they were a lot of fun, Mark. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah they well, were a lot of fun. They were easy. You know what I'm saying? Is it a certain type of white chick? Yeah, it's like I like the white chicks that work for nonprofits. Yeah. It's something about the peaceful bitches. I mean, women. I'm sorry. It's like bitches. I'm sorry, man. No, no. But it's it, like women that like the, the one that are like he's going to be my experiment. Yeah, yeah. Like they, you got to do it once. You know what I mean? I'll like, be your guy. Yeah, I don't want you to like, really accept me 100. percent I yeah. want you to dabble in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I want to dabble her. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, yo, I had a lot of shots. I had vodka, so yeah. it was just an opportunity. So, I took advantage of it. Like, I want you to save. You got to, like, if you, like, save, like, bitches so are, like, the you're same dealing with shit. a lot of Jewish girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all about saving trees, whales, pit bulls, the earth. And fucking you know? a black guy once. Yeah, once, <laughs> once dabble. 
Dabble. Dabble. Dabble. And then they move on to somebody. Oh, know, they find the person they're going to marry. Yeah, right. Of the course. Jewish guy. Yeah, the Jewish guy. They, they got to explain you somehow. Yep. <laughs> I know the system. And it usually happens like it usually happens I say in the like like twenty year range to uh -huh. like twenty four, twenty five. Uh huh. You know, you start hitting them twenty sixes, they not now so what kind of rap do you lay on them like, Oh yeah, I come from the neighborhood and uh No, they and, come no. on. No, nah, I don't I don't You don't have to? No, nah, I don't have to. You don't have to lay on the black experience? No, the, they uh, they the thing that they like about me, like I'm black but I'm it's an edge but it's still non-threatening right you know what i'm saying right. like i think i have uh experienced like you're not going to turn them out or yeah anything. i'm not going to turn them out or anything <laughs> i'm not going to hit them with a you know i'm not going to butt 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 them with a knife or yeah 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 or a gun or anything like that yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying don't ever turn on me bitch yeah, yeah. bitch you know <laughs> bitch i killed you you know what i'm saying like, yeah. i don't have that voice when i approach <laughs> like bitch i will kill you do you know who the motherfucker you talking to I don't use that voice. You can't get them with that you voice. You don't snoop dog. You can do that voice yeah. in that role play. Right. Like they want the ghetto. In actual, they want ghetto role play? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghetto. They want ghetto. They want They want to feel like they've been fucked Dude, by 50 Cent. Yeah, do the pimp Tupac. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bitch slap me again. Honey. They want that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But you just got to, you know, you got to adapt to your environment. Now, what when you... uh. So what, you've been you started doing comedy when what you're like twenty three twenty four yep and uh, and you've been doing it a long time and how when you met that's weird because when I first saw you I thought you were kind of hard but you're not hard yeah I mean I'm not a pussy no I'm not saying you're a pussy but I mean, that's because you're in the Air Force you speak because Korean. you didn't meet me you're, you're you black didn't, you didn't feel you didn't feel that way because I was in a in a stand up New York environment like that crowd. That that whole but you, you always know. minded your own business. You know, always smoking oh, yeah. by yourself, and you know you always traveled alone. There yeah. was no hangers on or any weirdness. That's how I always been. Yeah, I always felt like you know my motto was like rip and roll. You know, you go to a spot, do your shit. I don't need to hang out to hear people say good sets and good sets. You, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. How did it go with the uh, black night the other night? What happened? I ripped. Yeah, yeah. It's not even. Did you I, close it? Yeah, I always close it. Nigga, where was that? <laughs> Which, At where the Uptown Comedy Corner. In, it was nigger night. Yeah. Here? No, uptown. This is in, in New York? In, in Atlanta. Oh, in Atlanta. That's they don't right. have a strong... Their black night, that, that's strong here. What, the improv? Uh, more the better, improv. More and, better Tuesday. Yeah, it's always got to have... I see. I know y'all got racist jokes. Yo, white people not show up for a show with a theme. With, with a theme. If it's like Chocolate Sundays or Tickle Me Tuesdays, uh -huh. I don't know what it is with the black rooms, man. It's got to be tripping on Tuesdays. Hot to death, the death jam. You know what I mean? Y'all, you don't show up for those nights. You don't show up for those nights. Who hosted that one? Remember back in the day, the Boston Comedy Club talent. Talent. Yeah, yeah. He used to host that. What was it called? I don't remember um, what it was. Something on Sunday. But it was. I just met something on something Some, black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chicken on Sundays, <laughs> slipping on Sundays. It was. You. It just couldn't be a Sunday. Just it remember, had to be something on Sunday. Right. But I just remember there was those nights where at the Boston Comedy Club, like during the week, you know, you'd go do your shows and. Then one day you walk in, you're like, oh, damn, this is not our room anymore. Yeah, they <laughs> took over. <laughs> what Buried this. How long is this yeah, going to go on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People dressed up and shit. Oh, yeah. it's a, It was like dressed, alligator shoes, yeah, alligator what, underwear. What is happening in here? Yeah. Can I go on? There, there were moments where I just, I'd walk in and I'd see what was going on and be like, I got I to gotta try and go no, on No, that's here. not what you thought, Mark. 
Yeah. When you walked in, you thought you were in the middle of nigger night. No. You didn't. Oh, you 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 thought you were an African American night, right? No, no. What'd I, you I think? mean, I knew it was Black Night, but I I always wanted to go on. I never I never performed enough for black audiences. I did once or twice at the Uptown Comedy Club when they had that up by uh, Columbia downstairs. Yeah. Greer Barnes used to own that. You know, yeah. used to run that room. Yeah, I know you saw I did all right, but I I didn't have enough experience doing it. I, I, I was say, afraid. I will say that um. The one thing about uh, starting in black rooms, it gives you tough skin. It, it it makes you develop your personality. You can't be afraid. Yeah, it <laughs> makes you, like sometimes, I know sometimes in the white rooms, they allow you to develop a joke first, but in the black room, you got to develop a personality first. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah, you be better to, be prepared. Yeah, you got to be, you got to, you better. <laughs> you be enter, able. you enter the war. I, I, the one, one or two times I did it, it's just a matter of like, if you're confident with yourself, oh, or at yeah. least pretending to be. Exactly. They'll, it's fine. Right. But if you get up there like, I don't know if this is going to work. Oh, like, guys. He's not prepared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the minute you say, um, so what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> fuck out of here. Talk about you getting off the stage. <laughs> You're supposed to have some shit on the paper. Yeah. Oh, and they, but I'll tell you, there's no better feeling than when a, when a black audience, when they love you, mm -hmm. it feels like you're part of family. Like when they give it up and love you, they love you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like applaud breaks or like there was always oh, those white dudes that could play black rooms there, yeah. were, there were guys that only played black rooms do you remember those guys yeah um bill burr yeah for a while one, um dc benny yeah it was a couple of them but once they started getting on they don't go back yeah they they don't keep it real after that like i i was like i go do nigger night at least once a month somewhere whatever keep, city i mean i'm like keep fresh yeah and i get <laughs> pictures, your edge on I, I let people you got to take a picture so i could tweet it you know <laughs> you're still in the yeah i'm still in the doing nigger night yeah <laughs> Yo, I'm like, tweet this shit because it ain't going to happen for another 30 days. You know, like, get cool. Some, get some traction out of that tweet. Yep. I'm like, yo, let's go viral with this shit. So, oh, the chicken wings and Hennessy and all that. <laughs> you can hold in both of them? Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> that's it. That's how you got to do it. Represent. That's, a, that's the name of the night, isn't it? Hennessy right. and chicken wings. N-word night. It's a good oh, time. Oh, now though. it's N-word night? Yeah. I, uh, so what? how did the Chappelle thing happen? Because um, you were there at the beginning, weren't you? Yeah, it happened with to um. Because actually, Larry's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, it's pretty big too. Yeah, still. I, it, yeah, it's just like I can't. I don't really understand it. <laughs> I didn't know what the fascination w was with. I I didn't I didn't get what it. Was the, what was the what uh, was the how the the character get created? The character Why? was created on the paper on a, on a breakdown. Yeah. The only thing that the only thing I had was he had he wore, he was gonna wear boxer shorts. <laughs> he was gonna wear dress socks, right? And and I was like, like whenever I got a role on Chappelle show, I would try to think of how deep I could go with it, like yeah. the most comedy I could get out of it. Right. Add some shit to yeah. it. So I was like, I want to be I want to be ashy. Because when I was younger, I used to be ashy. And I used to shoot dice, and my mom used to could tell when I shot dice. But ashy just means you looked, you're, yeah, you but, had but that gray the, look. Yeah, but I told him, I told Neil, I was like, I want to be ashy. I want to be so ashy I could write how much money people owe me on the side of my leg. Yeah. And Dave loved it. So it was basically, it was Larry. I added the ash element to it. Yeah. And that's what, it just blew up. You what, know? Did, what does ashy come from? It comes from not moisturizing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like um, white people would say chalky skin. Uh huh. You know, it's more uh, prominent with black people. Our skin gets a little ashier. Yeah. It's it, it, it's um 
more <laughs> it's just, more intense when you go to like a public swimming pool right like chlorine makes it more intense yeah because that's kind of got white to it too. yeah and then when y'all in, in, in cold right, weather out. you get yeah. It. yeah but the average black person is an ashy motherfucker yeah and i think maybe that's why america got attached to it yeah but yeah. uh but would you just put talcum powder on and yeah we did talcum powder in the, in the sketch yeah yeah and then one the biggest the biggest laugh for that sketch it happened i always was trying to think of what i could do next yeah I was in the making. I was like, I need some, when I'm doing my Marcy son. I was like, I need, I need to get a big laugh. And I went to make it. I was like, Yo, give me some of that powder. Mm. And I had it in my hand. Neil didn't know it was in my hand. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah, when you blow in the day. yeah. And I was like, Marcy son, I shook it. And when I blew it, that was the only time I did it. And the motherfucker was like, We keeping that shit. <laughs> and if and the wraparounds, it murdered. Man. Did yeah. you you play dice when you were a kid for real? Yeah, that's how um, like my mom used to know when I was a. Uh, Lying because my knees would be like scraped up and ashy for being on the ground. I used, I, yeah, I was a serious dice roller when I was younger. And what, how does the game work like that? Um, it's the same as same as, as crap. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. like be, they got people just betting on the roll. Yeah, you bet on the roll. You can bet on anything. Yeah, that's when you hot. You start you betting on anything. But for the most part, in a black in a, in, a, in, a, in a street dice game, you just bet on the point. Yeah, you know, you bet on the point or crapping out or or you know. But that's it. But um, uh, people. Fell in love with that dude, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's very weird funny. because I was in at the height of that show and that character. I was in Vegas one night, and I was at the crab table, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, it's Ashy Larry! I got twenty on Ashy, hundred on Ashy!" Everybody put their money down, right? Yeah. And I crapped out, right? <laughs> I'm like, "Y'all motherfuckers didn't see the scan. I'm I suck at this shit." And they was pissed, man. I had like twenty <laughs> fans, like two people, like yo, fuck that motherfucker. But you, you, you do suck at it. The character sucks at it. So why the hell would they? That's, they just was caught up in it. Now, when when you go on the road and you touring on 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 the success of Ashley Larry, what do they usually expect? Do they you just do straight shit? There's no way to bring that character on the stage. No, and it's funny because sometimes people are like, yo, man, we thought you was gonna do Ashley Larry. What I'm supposed to get naked? Yeah, with some Ashley yeah, needs. But that's like people, like a lot of people didn't know that I was a stand up. Right. You know, people are like, they thought I was a comedic actor. And that's why it's weird. So when people come out now and they're coming out, they probably think I'm going to be like a, do a lot of characters. I might try to do something like beautiful and shit. But then they see me do straight stand up for like an hour and 20 minutes and like, oh shit. They you like know? it, right? Though? Oh, I mean, yeah. they got to be surprised. Because I, you know, I find that now, even with podcasting, people don't necessarily know me as a comedian and they hear me twice a week on this. You did radio. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I know that guy. He's the guy from the radio. And then you go out there and you do your jokes and they're like, holy shit. You this can do that too. Shit. Right. And I know, like, and I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm cocky about one thing in my career, it's stand up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm confident to say that I'm a ripper and I tear shit up. You know, it's always when people like, oh man, I saw you on Chappelle's show. Uh, can't wait to see you do stand up. I'm like, if you if you really if you love me on Chappelle's show, you're gonna be gay after seeing like an hour stand up. You know what I mean? You gonna turn into my brother. <laughs> he funny, <laughs> but I, but I love it too. You love stand up. I do, I do, and I'm I'm happy to be able to do it for people that know who I am. Finally. Yeah, used to people used to talk about you all the time. They, yeah, yeah, in a bad way, not a good way. You was like the smart motherfucker. You like. <laughs> Like yeah. that motherfucker is so. Did, did yeah. the word funny ever come in? Yeah, no, funny. <laughs> no, but funny, but like smart. Right, like, right, right. And at that time, I'm like, I was getting a lot of funnies. Like, I'm like, can somebody thought smart. <laughs> you know, did any of these jokes <laughs> make you think about anything? <laughs> and I was like, God damn. I'm like, I used to watch your shit and hear people talk about you. Because you probably want to only comment like doing. At that time, one man shows, you know, right? Yeah, and yeah. turning them around. Yeah, like, yeah, I used yeah. to watch it like, 
I'm like, you can see a guy do a set. Yeah. And you can see keep keep doing the same set. And he's ripping with that same set. For 10 years. For 10 it's years. Crazy. And he's acting like that's the first time. I'm like, yeah. you're doing it for the money, man. I just did a, I did a set last night where I had to time out a joke that I've been doing a lot around town. And, right. And I got off stage. I'm like, God damn it. I had to fucking do that joke again. Yeah. You know, because I know there's got to be one or two dudes and they're going, oh, shit. It's just doing that joke again. Yeah, but you know, you know, like. That's how you got to do the work. But some of it, it's like. It's like we got plays, audibles. You do certain shit, you got a certain rhythm. You like, all right, if I'm losing them now, we're going to that. Yeah, place. we we going to look at this thing with them tight ass jeans. That's that would be the segue in the black audience. Yo, them tight. Look at tight ass shirt. Tight ass shirt. Tight I'm ass telling jeans, you, yeah. that's what you you didn't know to use that. We used to do the black rules, Mark. The tight should, ass shirt. Yeah, I yeah. should be like 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 if you'd have been like Donnell, what happens if they don't like me? Say somebody got a tight ass shirt. Yeah, you got a point, and you got to be like, oh, uh, look at that tight-ass shirt. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's saying tight-ass shirt. Yeah. And then you got Could you just see me, like, bombing, like, the way I bomb, which is, like, just to complete crickets, and people right. are like, is he going to cry? And I'm like, hey, look at this. But the I way you, you, if you were to, I can't see you bombing, but if you were to bomb, I think, like, certain people bomb certain ways. Like, I think you would bomb in a way, like, I couldn't commun- communicate that thought exactly without. I noticed something here. I get angry. That's what yeah. happens, and and that's certainly not going to work in a black room. If I'm like, "What the fuck?" No, that you, works. Uh, that that's it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. And tight ass shirt. You can, you, you, can you fuckers hear me? Yeah. I'm oh, not speaking Spanish. Oh, God, you funny as a motherfucker. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Give him a show. Give him a show. Go ahead, this nigga funny. Y'all hear what he said? That's he it. He told us to go fuck ourselves. Oh, she yeah. wanted to go fuck ourselves. I can't believe this nigga funny as shit right here. He told me, yo, like, what you drinking, Mark? Yo. Uh, yeah, and you're sitting there like all worked up. Yeah. Like, no, you, I meant it. Yeah, you yeah. sure you did. They like and they laughing at the shit. You know? The wire, you were good on that too. Thank you. That was a, how many, you did like four or five episodes, right? Yeah, I was on, um, I had a, see, you know, I had to sit down and watch see, all See, that's the intellect. I know you're an intellect. Yeah. Yeah, because you like, white people always talk about the wire. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the show you. I, you, I missed it. I, like, I tried to watch it when it was on HBO, but you mean, you get in, like, if if you entered anywhere after the, the first you episode, you're fucked. You can't even watch it. Yeah. So I had to sit down and spend like two weeks right. and watch every one of them. <laughs> to get caught up. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, too. It was kind of. Special, damn! Can I be tough and use the word special? Yeah, it was kind of special. It's nice. You, got, that, you want to do it more like your dad would do? Yeah, yo, yo, you know what make me feel motherfucking good? <laughs> Some shit that made me feel good. <laughs> Some shit that made me feel good inside. Yeah. You know, was uh, you know, fucking with him on the Chappelle Show set and fucking with him on the wires. You know, yeah, I was yeah. feeling him. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, see, that's better. Yeah, better. special. Yeah, special. because nah, people got to see us, both of us, from comedic side and then switch and go on the dramatic side you know? yeah but that was a good the wire was good i did the corner you ever watch the corner Mm-mm. the corner was a, a charles dutton directed series david simon he wrote the corner it was based on a book mm-hmm. him and a, another police and a, a investigator in a baltimore wrote this book called the corner and then they made it to a miniseries it won like three three uh emmys yeah i and, heard of it yeah and um i got the sounds wire. like it's for black people is it for black people yeah, it is for black people. Mm-hmm. It's black based, but white people liked it because it was it was a smart show. Yeah, I gotta I gonna have to look it up. Yeah, it's like I, that's one thing about the wire. And I, the, um, I was told I don't get black people. I need to learn more about black people. So would yeah, that be you, a show I would watch to learn something about black people? No, you don't want to. You don't want to learn anything about black people on that show. That's not a good show. You know, if you want to learn something about black people, watch Jefferson. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did watch yo, shows. Yo, I, think watch I, I think I was misled on Watch that one. the Jeffersons, man. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing like a fucking black dude calling white people cracker. <laughs> I don't know how they pulled that off. But um people intellects love the wire. Yeah. But no, it was, was the thing smart, that was good yeah. about it, it had a, a lot of layers. Yeah, and it had like people like real street people enjoyed it. And real intellects enjoyed it. Well, you know, because it, it, after all is said and done, the only, you know, it, it investigated all these different levels of society, but the only one that had integrity in any real rules was the street level. Yeah. They they had the most respect. Yeah. Out of all of them. They were the only ones with a fucking code that, of honor. But the you rest couldn't of it respect bullshit. it. You couldn't respect it on the other side because if you're not from that, you don't understand, like, principal shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understood it. I'm not from it. But you're you're cool. You're oh. yeah. You got swag, man. All right. I mean, I don't know if you want you need to hear it more often or whatever. But you got a swag to you, man. All right, I appreciate that. Yeah. But but you you saw that too, though. You understood even that. Did you? Well, you, I mean, obviously you grew no, up. I in just that. watched for the sh- the shooting scenes. Yeah, but you grew up in that shit. If yeah. your dad was dealing dope, I mean, you know that there is definitely a code. Yeah. And and that, that that there was an order to it. Yeah, it was a reason to get killed for no reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always oh, got always got yo, you stepped in my motherfucking shoes? Why you stab him <laughs> on principle? Yeah. <laughs> I need to be in an environment where that principle didn't matter. Right. Well, why does but well that's a good question because I don't know that I can answer that question that why does that happen? Why do people, you know, why is it acceptable to shoot people over bullshit? It's not acceptable. Well, obviously, but I mean, no. what? But why is that the life? I mean, is it just because that's the only order there is? It's when, it's when the things that you you hold, the things that you hold as things that are valuable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like if you're from nothing, you know what I'm saying. If you're right. from nothing, the smallest thing you hold, right? Like it's a big deal, right? You know, like fucking a hundred dollars for a pair of sneakers, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, if your mother would probably tell you, if somebody tried to take these shoes, you better pick up something, bust them in the head with a brick. Because I'm know, not buying you another Yeah, thing. I'm not buying The smarter thing would have been, like, get your son. If you want to save your son's life, give him a $10 pair of sneakers. <laughs> you paid for the murder of your son. You, how does that make you feel? Yeah, how does that make you feel? <laughs> he did! You bought him a pair of $300 sneakers and you live in projects. So come on. That's like fucking ghetto bait. Did your, yeah. da- did your dad have guns in the house and shit? Nah. No. My dad um, kept his life away from us. Okay. Like, I only, I didn't know. I only knew what he did through, like, when he went to court, like, through newspaper clippings and stuff like that. Right. And what people. Who was saving that shit? Nobody just oh, I okay. just happened to read. <laughs> There's no I should have saved it. Yeah. He would have been like, yo, remember this shit, nineteen seventy six? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't like, Hey son, look, this is how you chop down a block of coke. <laughs> you know, in fact he never he told us he was in real estate and we believed it. <laughs> yeah. But I could tell like in our neighborhood he was like the only one with like a a Mark Five um Lincoln, Lincoln. Connor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the long ones. <laughs> like only people drove those cars back there were like pimps. Like yeah. Pimps, pastors, <laughs> and drug dealers, and drug dealers, and it was, and it was, and he would roll down. It was always, and whenever he came, it always to sound like a a seventies soundtrack was in the background or yeah, something, you know. Yeah, but yeah. he he kept all that stuff away from us. Oh, that's a, that's probably better off, huh? Yeah. How'd you get? In, how much radio did you do? Did you get in trouble on the radio? I wouldn't call it trouble. Other people oh. call it trouble. I think I just every time I was on radio, it was a situation where I worked with Miss Jones, and uh in New York at Hot 97 I hated her the one who's on TV now that's Wendy Williams Wendy Williams cool Uh, Miss Jones we just didn't have a good work relationship I was there before her then she came in they made her the main person you were the driver 
I mean, no, oh, I never was. I was always the, the funny the, guy. The funny guy. Yeah. yeah. I think I could have pulled wore, wore both hats, but you know, being a comedian, they think, oh, just be funny. Sidecar. Yeah, I had fun doing radio. Didn't work out with her. And then I went to Power 105 after Star and Buck Wild got fired, and uh, that didn't work. I did a joke, a Jewish joke, and it was at the same time Don Imus stuff was real hot in the news. Right. And every program director felt like they had to prove some type of point. You know, like, yeah, we fired him. Yeah. We're changing our ways. Yeah. And the joke was, Ed Lover asked me, he said, as a radio personality, who are you excited? What album are you excited to hear? I said, Nickel Black. He was like, you mean Nickelback? I said, no, Nickelback. He said, sound like a, a Jewish rock group. I was like, it's a cheap Jewish rock group. Cut to one dude named Corey Schneider. Yeah. Wrote a letter. One dude. One dude. One. It didn't take a march. Hmm. It just took one dude. <laughs> they didn't even say it. He could have just been an email. Could have been in the building. Yeah. And they was like, yeah, we're going to go in another direction. And that was it. Another direction. Not a black guy making Jewish jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Another direction always means you're fired. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go. Today. Yeah, now. <laughs> and we like everything you're doing here. They always set you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. The more compliments you get, that's the day you get ready to get fired. We love everything. you got a big future ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you get great. The things you did with Mark and Ron, <laughs> great. we love it. Yeah. We're going to implement more of that. But we're going in a different direction. <laughs> what direction did they go in? They went to a direction. I wasn't on in that road. I wasn't on no side of the street. They went in a totally different direction. <laughs> Meant cut to Donnell not doing radio. That was it. That was yeah. the end of it. Now, when uh, I loved it, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. That's why I thought it was. In both cases, I thought they lost because it's hard to get somebody to love getting up early in the morning, and going to work. I enjoyed it. You know, I, when I did morning radio, it was the best because, yeah. like, you know, you're in it, man. You know, you're you're driving people to work. You're lot. You're like, yeah. You like, it. and not only that, but you're doing it. You have a relationship with people every day. Oh yeah. Like they remember. Like they remember yesterday. And then, like you, like me, you probably always thinking on the creative joke side so it was a perfect outlet oh yeah you're like you're like oh shit i can i'm dropping this shit off early today, in the morning yeah right now hey i'm getting them i'm getting because you know time. everyone's gonna be doing it by the end of the day yep and it's like boom i hit that right then yep. and also when you're working with a good crew you know it doesn't have to be the punchlines can be okay but as long as the conversation yeah you know and you're riffing that's it that's the amazing thing about morning radio you can people can condescend to it but when you do it you know now like when you go on the road and it's time to do radio you know you're going into someone else's house and they're expecting you to show the fuck up and you work. blast it yeah yeah you, you blast it you better blast and it I, and sometimes i get caught up yeah, like when I do radio, it's almost take like over. I yeah, take yeah. over, and yeah. I got remember. And, 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 and the only thing they're there for is like he'll be performing at Magoobies this weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just it. to drop it, but yeah, you know you take over when at the end of your bit they go, "We're going in a different direction." Yeah, the next time you come into town, yeah, they're like, "Yeah," and it's always that asshole host. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, oh, the but, guy with the big ego. This is his turf. He's the biggest guy yeah, in the market. Like, hey, you thank got... you for coming. Yeah, yeah. when I hear that, thank you for co- coming. Like you know, yeah. I was gonna tear it up. Oh man. You know, yeah, that's so funny when you get like you got it's a delicate thing. You gotta yeah. go with them and make them feel like they're adding to it where you're just sort of like, Yeah, I wish I could just like let me deal with the laughing dude. Sometimes I yeah, sometimes I just take the whole the whole break. Sometimes they but they yeah, but they, sometimes like when I did it, when someone come in and just run with it, it's like good, I can take a rest, I can get organized. Yeah. So say, He's looking at the next segment. Yeah. Go, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. But go it ahead. all it's just like it's um it's like just definitely chemistry you gotta have with yeah. the other person, but like it's just something about radio, mm-hmm. morning radio. It's like great. being in the the best way. I my audience. I know people who listen to the office, but it's that person in the car. Oh yeah, that's the one because yeah, yeah. that's the audience yeah. for your ass, man. Yeah. You get them laughing in their car. They got to pull over. Yeah, that's the that's the best yeah. um, compliment. Yeah, morning yeah. radio. Pull over. Yo, 
You almost crashed my shit. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. like, yo, crash that shit. Yeah. I had to pull over. Yo, man, I had to stop. Oh, yeah. that was I love it. Or when man. they don't get out of the car. I didn't got I had to stay. Oh, in I the was car. late. Yeah, yeah. And listen, like when I started and my friends, when I I started building a base, they was like, man, I don't get up there early. And what I would tell them, you know, average morning shift is six to ten. So I'd be like, you ain't gotta get up too early. If you could just get up a half hour for me. You know, get up at nine thirty. Yeah. Check out the last half. Yeah. If you get up, you like it, then you're gonna get up at nine. Next thing you know, you Did might you turn be, on the juice in that last half. Nine thirty yeah. to ten, that was done. L but time I was and, always on. They yeah. used to try to. Some people try to time it. Yeah, like I used to come in that joint like at three, three minutes to six, ready just to go. Wake motherfuckers up. Yeah, and I used to see like guys have been doing it for a while. They would be like, Donnell, there's not even really nobody listening right now, <laughs> right? And I'm like, I'm. That's what. Isn't that our job to try to get them listening? <laughs> yeah. They they. I would see them wait they, for like those guys who like wait till seven 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 twenty. Yeah. <laughs> You know they got it. It's all a study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dude. like Good Morning, the, the Morning Show. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Mark, was, yo, yo, it's seven twenty. Good Morning, it's the big show. Yeah, we up in this bitch. We giving away money, cash, frisbees, hot dogs. Stay tuned. I'm Bob Johnson from Willie Walkers. Whatever they yeah. always give us a shit. And you can check us out at the Ford Motor Company. We're gonna be giving away frisbees and hot dogs all night with a free moon bounce ride. If your kids are between age of twelve and sixteen, come on down. Tell them rock and rock. You know they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be like a rock and rock, Jameson. Zip, Jim. It's seven twenty. We'll be back two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know when they cut the mic, it's like, yo, anybody want coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a. But I used to feel so excited because when that's like after that shift, you know, when you're done, you really feel like you did yeah. something. Like everyone else is just getting to work. And exactly. You're like, oh, I'm like, I won. I already fought a fight. Yo, here. man, I made a decent amount of money. Yeah. And it's 10 o'clock, dude. I'm yeah. off work. Yeah, I'm going to take a nap for four hours yeah. and then figure it's out. It's the best, especially when I was doing in New York. That's the, like, the number one market yeah. for radio. And to be able to go to work, six, get off at 10, do your post-production shit yeah. to like 11. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hit a lunch, yeah. get a little nap on, yeah. go do an audition, yeah. and get ready to go hit the stage. It's good. It's the shit, sir. Yeah, I, well, no. you got. It sounds like you were able to roll in at six. I mean, because we were crunching so much news and doing the politics, I had to get up at like three, and I had to go to. But bed But I didn't. At nine. I would. Um, I wouldn't. I'd be eager to crack the mic at six, but I would get to work like five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like sometimes when I really wanted to, when I was trying to prove a point, because they used to say Donnell don't prepare. Yeah. You know, but I was like, but my 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 answer was, y'all don't y'all not doing this for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you, right. you 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 getting there a half hour early, you looking for headlines. Yeah. You don't know how to talk. And I used to they I used to read that shit the night before. They'd be like, yo, you're not prepared. I'm like, ask me a qu- any question yeah. about anything. Quiz me. Right now. Yeah. They'd be like, blam, blam. I'm like, bam, bam, yeah. bam. They're yeah. like, oh shit. I don't wanna kill earth. I don't think you gotta Xerox two hundred pages of shit. Yeah. You know, to get three pages where you 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 yeah, have, have highlighted right, shit, have, a, have a his, an assistant headline, you know, outline the headlines. Yeah, and and the whole thing is, you're gonna set it up for me to hit it home anyway. Yeah. So like, I'm in I'm in there listening to the conversation. You know. Yeah, I, it, it, I always liked it when it was better when people were really talking. Yeah, Would you and, do it again, you know, morning radio? Why? I don't know. I'm doing this, and this is pretty good. But I, I, I know like you, you. Everybody talk about your joint. Yeah, it, it, that was it's, from it's, my hood niggas. Your joint. Yeah, I, I think I know that one. That, yeah, that's you know that what one? I'm doing here. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know about you. Got it popping over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm popping in my yeah. joint. Yeah, they know Thank you God. keeping it moving. You already know. You heard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I you got to do all yeah. your slang in one sentence. 
You already know popping. You heard? I'm very careful not to do too much swing. Yeah, apparently, yeah. like a few times, like when I started saying, "We good?" I, I, I I'm okay with that one. The West one. You're all good. I don't like. I'm all good. I it's don't all care. good. It's all good. And it's a lot of times it's not all good. No, it's never. It's all usually good. like you know, you know, my aunt just passed away. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's good about that? My manager got hold of one slang word he been using for years. This is a white Jewish guy. Yeah. Which one? Um, one. One. Yeah, that's how you um one. That's how you in a enter in, in um in the phone conversation. Uh-huh. One. All right, I talk to you later. One. What does that mean? I really don't know what it means. One, the number one. Yeah, just one. He does that. Yeah, he don't say the number one. He just say one. Okay, so that's a slang of some kind. Yeah, just how you you just get you around a black person. Yeah, and, you, and and um and they say talk to you later. Say one. One. And they'll be like one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the only one he picked up. That's the only one. It's no other numbers, not two. Don't try another number. No, but that's the only one Jason picked up. Yeah, that's the only one he used. One. But then when he first started doing it, you could tell he was a little uncomfortable. At first, trying it, it out. Yeah, it's like one. <laughs> You're like one. Yeah. It's like it's like the silent I. One. I. Yeah. One. I. One. 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 I wonder where the hell that came from. I don't know. We don't really research it to find out. We just do it. <laughs> If it becomes cool, if it comes, if it's in a rap song, you just do it. Mark. You don't, you don't like wonder yeah, what the origins. You don't do the, the Latin root yeah, word. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Let's get to the source of this semantic yes. uh, curiosity. None of that shit. You just who said one? Fifty Cent said one, one, one. <laughs> who said one, one? So when the, when the Chappelle debacle went down, where you were like, oh fuck, no, nah. no, nah. I was happy. Yeah, and this is why I'll tell you I was happy because we weren't really making. A lot of money on a Chappelle show. We were starting to make money road gigs. Yeah. So when we started second, um, the third season, I had started. We had the I'm Rich Bitch tour. I was like, we got too much popularity not to be having no money, you know. So I got Charlie. I took Charlie Murphy on stage for the first time to an open mic. He'd never done stand up. Never before. did stand up. I was like, he you was were like, the you you're the one that unleashed that. Yeah, he'll tell you like if you, he'll argue with you like nah, it was it was inevitable. Yeah, that was gonna happen. But I kind of he said in his book, I kind of bullied him. Yeah, I was like, you know, Charlie's a tough guy. I was like, yeah, you want Charlie? Shut up. Put a microphone in his hand. You know, because off stage or whatever, he's a funny guy, and it was almost like a challenge. And it was me and Charlie. Then I was like, I want the show to be strong. And Bill Burr was on the show, so I grabbed Bill, found a a, a Jewish guy that. Saw the value of a, a rich bitch tour, yeah, and we and we and we we started doing it. That's where we made cash. So when we were going to the third season, it was a time when the tour was really hot. So we had to kind of stop taking dates to work on a show that we weren't really making a lot of money, yeah, off of. So when he went on his hiatus, I was like, "Word, yeah, let's go get this money." One, one, right? <laughs> I was like, "One." That's like David coming back. I was like, "One." <laughs> And we started winning. We started winning, right? So it didn't affect me because yeah. I wasn't making a living off the Chappelle show, but it was giving me the exposure. Yeah, right, right. For people, that's where where, and, where the money came in. And you still good with uh, Charlie? Yeah, that's my dog. Yeah, you guys tour a lot together still. Not anymore. You know, when we first started, how's his stand up? Um, it's 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 coming. It's 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 got it's coming along. I haven't strong. seen him. Yeah, I like yeah, he's guy. a storyteller. When he right. first started, it was new, but it's like he he's a, he was in a tough position to start as an open micer. Right, selling out. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like right, but that at least it was a supportive crew. You know, people knew him and they yeah. wanted. They wanted, they wanted to hear him. They yeah. fascinated with the dude. Yeah, and like he's just started. Like you're gonna get better. Yeah, if you're like selling out, you know, like selling out 
weekend shows we have eventually you're gonna get better you ever work with mooney yeah. yeah. Yes, I work with Mooney. Yeah, he thinks he, that he invented the nigga word, nigga, yeah. nigga, nigga. You niggas, you niggas. <laughs> Yo, he does all the nigga rums. Yeah, he sure yeah. does. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Bodie, I remember the first time, before I even started doing comedy, I, I was at the comedy store. I was on a trip to Disney World or something. Yeah. Stopped in the comedy club. And I 1.30 saw, in the morning? Yeah, I saw yeah. Paul Mooney. And I was like, who is this black person to talk to white people like this? <laughs> I felt like a slave almost, but I was like, he's gonna get us in trouble. You can't talk to him like that. I was like, I never seen a black person talk so down to him. They just say, they say one and they just left. They was leaving out, he was walking people and wasn't apologizing or anything. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow. I found like I uh, the story I tell about about him is that I used to see him at the comedy store, but I, I didn't. It didn't register the same way as it did with you. But I worked with him once. I was middle for him in Sacramento, which is pretty white. Right. And he was closing. And and he will find racism in white people. Yeah. If they think they're not racist. And the way he does it is he'll do two hours. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a white person sitting in a show two hours into something, right. especially to Paul Mooney, yeah. you're eventually going to go, when is this going to... Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, you're like, when it, come on. Like, can I get something else? You know, it almost like... like Paul Mooney's a legend, you know, but it's like, I mean, white people aren't that evil mm. anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm Times really changed, man. It's like, I don't know. It's the, it feel like whenever I watch him, feel like I want to go march or something. Yeah. Well, do you find that that you don't need to hit that? I mean, how, yeah. how much did you hit, like, the black and white thing anyways? It's old, man. Right. I mean, unless you find, mm -hmm. you know, it's... Let's you find a different twist, you know what I mean? But like black people do this, white people do that. Yeah. But it's it, it's bigger than that. Yeah. It's like it's more shit to talk about. Yeah. In in the world. Yeah. There you is. know what I mean? There's a lot more shit. Black people, white people do something different. You know, I don't know. I I just I feel like you should, but when you perform, man, you should be able to perform for anybody. Yeah. To be able to get it. And how? And what's the Chappelle audience like when they come to see Ashley my, Larry? My, my audience is everybody. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I, I I told the audience, and I was in Baltimore the other day, and I thanked the audience. I was like, you know, it's a good feeling. I did like a sold out weekend. I was like, to go from a place where the promoter had to bring the people for you, people didn't know if you were in the bill. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, this guy better be funny, right? To like people making you a part of their weekend, mm -hmm. like I'm buying a Mark Marin ticket, right? You know what I'm saying? Like your yeah, name, like, yeah. It's like it's. It's. I still feel humbled. Oh yeah. Sometimes you know, I'm like, feeling. yo. And then when I look out there, and a lot of it is because Chappelle show. I'm like, I see like a senior couple, like senior citizens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll see like some 19, 20 year olds. I'll see you know people that are old enough to be their parents. Yeah. You know, black, white, Chinese, yeah. Indian. Yeah. I'm like, that's the that's the shit. But then, but once a month you gotta go to the black room. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once a month I go and do nigger night. Yeah, and I don't want to see. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd go to the ones like if you see two white people, it's like yo, this is a diverse room. <laughs> I go to ones that's so black. If you show up, yeah, and another white guy, people like the comedians be like yo, man, it's white night tonight. <laughs> like I yeah. see some comedians get rattled. <laughs> yeah, but five white people. Yeah, they like oh man, this room is changing, man. It's two hundred black people, five white people. It's great talking to you, Donnell. One, one. Is this the time to say one? One, one. Good time, man. One. One. Did I say it right? Yeah, one. Okay. You can't hang on just one. And just got to, like, you, when you say one, it's like you got to hang the phone or something has to be terminated. You can't say one and, and then keep, keep talking. Going. All right, one.
All right, folks, that's our show. Thank you. Thank you, Donnell. Thank you, Princess Chicken. Look forward to uh, Jack White on Monday. I, I will bring the journey to you that I took in Nashville to Third Man Records. Also, if you need anything WTF-related, go to WTFpod.com. As always, how about a little... Wait for it. Pow! Look out! Just shit my pants. Just coffee.coop. Available at WTFpod.com. Get some of that WTF blend. They kicked me a little little something on the back end. You can get on the mailing list at WTFpod.com. You can get merch. Pick up a new Coop shirt. Get the link to the Mark and Tom show. Me and Tom Sharpling's second foray into the co-hosted radio conversation. Uh, You can pick that up over there on the homepage. There should be a link. You can get a link to the first 100 episodes of WTF on DVD and MP3 uh, format. That's over there. You can get the app. You can get, uh, you can see the episode guide, not to tell me to put people on that have already been on. You can do a lot of stuff. So anyways, I guess that's it. God damn it, man. I can't, I can't believe that I waited the whole day to come in here and record this. I'm sitting in the living room. I'm just, I'm literally sitting there eating puffins and vanilla soy milk and watching Cajun pawn stars. That's either a very sad picture or a celebration of America. America.